This is my yard now. Who wants to walk with Elias? The new Daniel Bryan. The WWE Champion. The Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. This is the first Wrestling Newspaper Podcast of 2019. I'm your host, Daniel. Happy New Year, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about a number of things. We're going to be talking about Raw from this past Monday night. We're going to be talking about SmackDown. But we can't start anywhere else but All Elite Wrestling. So we'll be talking about that and more after this. Hello. Back on the show, I hope you've all had a good holiday season, a good Christmas, a good New Year. But now, all that's done with, it's finished, everyone's going back to work, Raw's back, Smackdown's back, and we're heading towards the Tokyo Dome on Friday. But like I said before the break, we're going to be talking about the big announcement that was made on the the Christmas, on the New Year's Eve edition of Being the Elite. Yep, Cody... The Young Butts and Hangman page, they officially revealed a double or nothing show as well as releasing the logo of All Elite Wrestling in what? Well, it was a historic segment. It was a great segment. It was filmed in front of the Tokyo Dome. The Tokyo Dome was in the background. It was brilliantly done. So, yeah, so what do we know, right? We know there's going to be the double or nothing show. We know that there's going to, there is officially going to be an All Elite Wrestling. Obviously, we've known for a few months now, but this officially confirms it. Um, next Tuesday, I believe, there's going to be a double or nothing a rally at Bankfield, which is the home of Jackson Jaguars, I believe. Tony Khan obviously owns the Jackson Jaguars. He owns All Elite Wrestling, so we believe. So, yeah, there's going to be a rally next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So, I'm sure we'll all be tuned in for that. We'll hopefully maybe get the men to be doing a big announcement. So, hopefully, we'll be getting a lot more information about all elite wrestling we might know maybe there's rumors they've got a tv deal there's been reports that they've got that tv deal they're in well they've not got it but they're in talks with a number of different companies about this tv deal so yeah what else do we know about it um the obviously cody rhodes he's officially signed to the promotion and the young bucks they're not officially signed yet but they're supposed to be signed within 24 48 hours um, as we said, there's not actually a television deal for All Elite Wrestling yet, but it's been reported that there are multiple offers out there and everyone is confident that it's going to happen. There's a brilliant timing for a helicopter to fly over my house, but hey, what can you do? So yeah, so there's people, the pe- people that are in talks, they're rumoured to be negotiating multi-year contracts when that indicates they plan on sticking around 
So, obviously, All Elite Wrestling looks like it's going to be here to stay. It's huge for wrestling. And um, one of the most interesting things is going to be how are WWE going to react? Obviously, they're going to be trying to tie people down to contracts. You're not going to be getting, say, like, over maybe not last year, but in years before, after WrestleMania, has been a bit of a clear out where they've got rid of people. You're not going to see that anymore. Say, like, for example, like, your Zack Riders and stuff like that. Your Kurt Hawkins that you might think may be leaving. They're going to try and keep those wrestlers in the WWE because they're not going to want to lose them to All Elite Wrestling, to your Ring of Honors who are having to start signing people now. But the Ring of Honor are finally pulling their fingers out now that they've lost the Elite. I genuinely think the Elite leaving Ring of Honor could be the best thing that's happened to them. They've been cruising for years now. They've not been... There's so much great indie talent out there. None of them... Well, not none of them, but a lot of them haven't been in Ring of Honor. You're Zack Sabre Jr.'s... How is he only making his Ring of Honor debut now? Do you know what I mean? Ring of Honor need to get out there and sign people, and they've been doing that. It's finally took the elite leaving, but they've been signing Brody King, PCO, Mark Haskins, probably forgetting more Jeff Cobb, and it's about time they did this, because they've been waiting too long for that now. Anyway, we've sort of gone off topic by talking about Ring of Honor, but yeah, so we say, it's huge news, and one an interesting thing is, will they still work for New Japan? Obviously, we'll probably maybe get a few answers, at Wrestle Kingdom, mainly more so on the New Year's Dash show, the day after Wrestle Kingdom, where they set all their angles for the following year. What we do know is that Cody wants to do the G1 later in the year. He's always said that he wants to do the G1, so I think, I don't know, you're away for two or three weeks. It depends how they do it. Are they just going to do a few live specials now and again? Is it going to be a weekly TV show? If so, will they record, say, like NXT UK, record four or five episodes at a time, allowing Cody to go away, but are... All Elite Wrestling going to be doing live events. You don't. We don't know anything yet. All we know is that this All Elite Wrestling is a thing. It is official. The logos are out. They're doing this rally next week for Double or Nothing. So Double or Nothing is expected to be. It's expected to be early in this year, according to rumors. I can't quite see that. I think they're going to have to wait until after WrestleMania. But you've got the problem. A lot of people have done all their flying shows after WrestleMania, so doing it too quickly after that might be a bit of a risk. I think they'd probably be better waiting maybe till like June, July, but hey, I don't think they want to wait that long. I'm guessing Double or Nothing will be the first show to get going. Do you know what I mean? Unless they're going to do some tapings before to build up to Double or Nothing, but I think the first show they might do is the Double or Nothing show, but we'll wait and see about that. So yeah, that's everything we know. Obviously, there's Double or Nothing. That is confirmed. We don't know where it's going to be yet. But All Elite Wrestling is a thing. And finally, we've got some information about that. Next Tuesday will be very interesting. We will have all that news for you next Tuesday. We'll be doing a podcast about it. So, yeah, we'll probably put it in our Raw and SmackDown review podcast. But that is, it was a massive story. As I say, the first big story of 2019 in wrestling was All Elite Wrestling. And it's going to change the landscape of wrestling. As the, the books say, they're here to change the world. Right, so we've talked about All Elite Wrestling. I'd say that that's all we know at the moment. I'd like to go into it more, but there's no point speculating about what's going to happen, even though we've just done so. But that's all the information that we know. Cody signed. The Young Bucks aren't officially signed yet, but are expected to do within imminently, imminently. Obviously, you've got Christopher Daniels and the rest of Soul Callum Censor were in that video, so you'd expect them to join. Notably, I don't think there was Marty Skrull in the video, but obviously he signed to Ring of Honor. No Omega, because obviously he signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but you'd expect those two to appear later down the line, as they've been a big part in the Elite. 
Right, so speaking about Omega, um, obviously it's Wrestle Kingdom this Friday. And people have been saying that Omega's not a draw as champion. He's had a ta- bad title reign. But this Omega Tanahashi match and other matches on the show have actually meant that Wrestle Kingdom have sold more tickets than they did last year where the show was headlined by Jericho Omega and Naito against Okada. So, I don't know what it is. It could just be the law of Wrestle Kingdom. Obviously, there's a big boom in the New Japan pro wrestling scene, but they've sold more tickets than last year. I personally can't wait for the show. My mate, I, we was meant, I was I was considering going with him, but obviously, I went to WrestleMania last year. I'm from the UK, so obviously, it costs a lot of money. I'm going to WrestleMania this year. I've got a little girl, so I can't really afford. Well, I can, but... No, I can't. I don't know. I'm considering going next year. Maybe if WrestleMania next year is not in the grey. It's tough because if it was just the WrestleMania show on WrestleMania weekend, I'd be in Japan right now. But there's that many great... Obviously, New Japan are in New York. Do you know what I mean? All the great independents from around the world are in New York. So it's just it's just tough weighing up the decision which one to go to. I'd like to go to both, as I say. But, hey, I'm not a millionaire. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for the show. I've got the day the day off work on Friday. And um, mate, if you're into Wrestle Kingdom, which I'm sure you all are at this point, it's probably one of the biggest shows of the year, maybe second to WrestleMania. Check out our Twitter hours after the show. I'm going to be uploading a full review of the Wrestle Kingdom show for you. So make sure you check our Twitter for that. We will be one of the first, hopefully one of the first podcasts to review the show straight after. So make sure you check that for all your Wrestle Kingdom information, reviews, thoughts. And we will go through the entire show for you in detail after the Wrestle Kingdom show. So yeah, so the full card, what's the full card? I've got it in front of me here. We've got... It's not in order, but we've got IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omo, Kenny Omo, Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi, Intercontinental Championship, Jericho versus Naito, Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kushida versus Ishimori, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Kanemaru and Desperado against Rapungi 3K, Bushi and Shingo. Now, the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship, a rematch from Rev Pro in New Orleans. Ishii going in as champion against Zack Sabre Jr. We've got a rematch from, I believe, the September show in the US for the IWGP US Championship. Cody Rhodes against Juice Robinson. What a card this is. IWGP Tag Team Championship. The Tongans versus Evil and Sonata versus the Young Bucks. Okada versus Jay White and... The opener of the show is for the Never Openweight Championship, the dream match, the match we want to see for at least a year, probably longer now. Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay. Whew, what a card that is. It's a brilliant card. That this Honestly, there's so much depth in this card. If every match lives up to what it could be like, we're in for one of the greatest shows ever. I really believe that. But I'm surprised that Ibushi Osprey is opening the show. I mean, can you imagine having to follow that? Every match he's going to have to follow that. I feel really sorry for the junior tag title match that is on straight after that. But could be looking at one of the greatest openers of all time here. We really, really could. So, yeah, so that's it. That's the Wrestle Kingdom show. We spoke about All Elite Wrestling. We've told you everything that we know about All Elite Wrestling. I hope I've done that okay for you. Wrestle Kingdom, we've run through it. So make sure you download our review podcast of Wrestle Kingdom 13 on Friday, hours after the show. Check our Twitter at WrestleNews, P A P R. We will be one of the first podcasts to review that show. 
Right, so when we come back, we're going to be talking about the last Raw of 2018. We're going to be talking about the first SmackDown of 2019. Stay with us. And Seth, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure you deserve a rematch anyway. I've been carrying Monday Night Raw on my back for the last year. And you know what, Brock Lesnar was somewhere up in Saskatchewan doing whatever Brock Lesnar does. I was here in this ring every single week churning out classics with Finn Balor, with Dolph Ziggler, with Mojo Rowley of all people. And you think I'm asking? You know what, I'm glad you're not handing anything out anymore because I want to earn my opportunities. What do you want, huh? You want that ruthless bastard? You want that soulless guy who will do whatever it takes to get what he wants? Is that who you want? Yes. Hello, back on the show, everyone. We're going to be talking now about the New Year, New Year's Eve edition of Monday Night Raw. This was a taped show. I think it was taped last Friday, I think. So, yeah, everyone in the building's pretending it's New Year's Eve when really it wasn't. But, yeah, anyway, into the show. The, the show opened with Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre. Steel cage match. I'm surprised they didn't end up doing a, tape, um, a pay-per-view match with these two, but... Hey, I think they just wanted to get Drew separate, separated from Ziggler, ready for the Rumble. And yeah, so, yeah, Ziggler, it was a good match, do you know what I mean? Ziggler was in this match for a good 10-15 minutes. There was a great superplex spot from Drew on Dolph from the top of the cage. Um, after that, you had Drew, Drew started doing this thing where he talks to his opponent. I don't know if you've noticed this, he talks to his opponent, taunts him in the ring. He did it with Angle um, at the Manchester Raw show that I was at. And obviously on camera you can hear on TV you can hear everything he's saying, but when it when it, you're live in the arena you were just wondering what was going on. It was like why is he stood next to him for a full two minutes? Yeah, that's an interesting note. Live it is really confusing for the live crowd, but obviously on TV you can hear everything that he says. But for a live audience they can't hear that. So Drew's taunting him. Um, Ziggler then capitalizes on that just like Angle did, but Drew managed to hit two Claymore kicks on Ziggler and gets the decisive pin over Ziggler. Um, Ziggler shouts to Drew, is that all you've got? Drew then runs back into the ring, does a two-footed drop kick with a chair off Ziggler's head. Uh, Drew then cuts a promo about how he's moving on from Dolph and that he's going to win the Rumble and the Universal title. Now, I think it might be a bit soon for McIntyre to do that, maybe next year. I don't know, he's not quite there for me. I think you could do to give him maybe a big Mania match, maybe against someone like Cena, this year, get him over, get him, do you know what I mean, just establish that he is going to be in big matches at WrestleMania in the upcoming years, I'd like to see Drew against Cena, I think that could, I've got a feeling that might be the way they're saying that McIntyre's the top of the Raw jungle, just makes me think that he might confront Cena next week, but we'll see about that, so this segment, it served its purpose, it got Drew over, um, Drew goes back into the ring and hits a third Claymore kick on Dolph, so he absolutely destroys Dolph in this segment, and this segment was all about getting Drew McIntyre over, which it does perfectly. So yeah, nice little match to start the show, and it, it got it got Drew over, so it did its job. Next, we had what for me was probably the best part of the show. It was a Seth Rollins Triple H 
in-ring segment, it starts with Seth coming out saying he wants his automatic rematch with Ambrose for the IC title. And he's interrupted by his old foe, his old mentor, Triple H. He comes out, he says there's no more rematches. Um, and we had a great spot where Triple H is putting over Rollins for three minutes, saying that he he sort of like went cold on Rollins, but then he kicked Rollins kicked his ass at Mania 33. And that just he just for the him that just solidified Rollins as one of the top guys. He says that lately though he's not been that Seth Rollins from WrestleMania 33, and he wants that Seth Rollins back. Um, interesting though from this Rollins mentions twice that he's going to be taking down Brock Lesnar and I think I think that's the way they're going to go there's planting all the seeds I think personally I think you might have Rollins winning the Royal Rumble challenging Lesnar for the Universal title at Wrestlemania could be wrong but that just seems to be the way they're heading um, he also says that he's going to take down the entire McMahon family if they get in his way I always think when someone mentions the McMahons that shows they're going to they're basically going to be the main story of the show. This was a great promo. Really good back and forth stuff from Rollins and Triple H. Obviously, they're both good on the mic. Triple H is great on the mic. They've got the history, which helped. I love this promo. I thought it was fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It was the best bit on the entire show. So that leads into the Fresh Start Battle Royal, which is a stupid name. Seriously, I don't know where they come up with these names. Fresh Start Battle Royal. Just a fucking battle royal. Um, notes from the Battle Royal Balor he's just randomly eliminated from Corbin which I thought was strange as they seem to be pushing Balor a lot these last few weeks he seems to be getting big wins over McIntyre over Ziggler and then just to be eliminated by Baron Corbin midway through the match seemed really strange Kurt Hawkins in fact made it further than Balor which was just bizarre um, Zack Ryder he made it to the last four I was thinking about this maybe they're a bit worried that Zack is good friends with Cody good friends with Marty Skrull maybe they think that Ryder might be off when his contract expires who knows I think Ryder would actually be alright in all elite wrestling if that actually goes through obviously this internet thing all pretty much in WWE anyway started with Ryder if you remember when he was making those internet videos got himself over he was just a nobody and he ended up getting himself I think as US champion maybe IC champion in his feud I think it might have been with Cody yeah all them years ago that's where it all started this social media stuff in WWE pretty much with his YouTube videos but yeah so Apollo Crews wins the battle royally eliminates about six or seven people so yeah, so it seems like I thought they might be hot on Apollo Crews and going to try and push him, but we'll talk about that later. Um, an interesting note from this match was Renee on commentary. She outright blamed Baron Corbin for, quote, the sinking the entire ratings for Raw. What sort of a TV show mentions that the ratings have been absolutely terrible? It was just, it was just a bit bizarre, I thought that Renee but she must be told to mention it because she wouldn't mention it otherwise I'm guessing but hey Baron Corbin the scapegoat for the McMahon's bad booking it would seem um, next they start an Elias Corbin feud which I don't think they're going to give us any good matches but Elias is probably the top three over baby faces on Raw Corbin you could say is the most over heel on Raw he's might, might be annoying to some people but well he is a bit annoying but that's his job He's probably, he gets the most booze out of anyone on this Raw active roster at the moment. So yeah, so they're going on the route of Elias and Baron Corbin. Next we had Rollins against Bobby Lashley. The match ends in DQ when Rollins assaults Lashley with a chair. 
He batters Rush, batters Lashley, he hits a curb stomp on Leo Rush, which Rush took perfectly. He sold that absolutely fantastically. I thought it was brilliant. And the main event was Rousey and Natalia against Nia Jax and Tamina. Which was your standard raw event. Rousey taps out Tamina. And that was it. That was the show. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was... Hold on, I've not spoke about the Dean Ambrose-Apollo Crews match. I mean, that that match, I thought... They're going to use this match. Apollo's going to be really over with the crowd. Apollo, he, he looked good in the match. But the ending... I'm guessing you all saw this, the ending, Dean Ambrose hits his finisher, and it took about 10 seconds maybe, for Ambrose to pin Apollo, so he hits the dirty deeds, and obviously he's selling his injury, but he waits 10 seconds to pin Apollo or so, which, it was, remember the Triple H Booker T, I went back to that the other week, the Triple H Booker T spot at WrestleMania 19, just makes Apollo look weak, if someone's taking 10 seconds to cover you and you don't kick out, for me, that just undid all the good work from Apollo earlier in the night. I hate that when someone takes a long time to pin someone and they don't kick out. It just makes Apollo look weak. So, yeah, that was the show. It was started off well with a really good cage match with a great Rollins and Triple H promo, but it just saw it was just your standard raw stuff from 2018, really. It was, do you know what I mean? It wasn't. Um, it was. It wasn't great. It was. Two thousand eighteen has not been the best year for Raw. There's been a lot of bad shows, a lot of average shows. I was there for the show in Manchester. I was bored out my brains for the most of that show. As there was the rest of the crowd. So yeah, Raw need to sort out their act in twenty nineteen because it's just not really been good enough for all this year. But you can tell they're trying to change stuff, and I think they'll probably have a better year in twenty nineteen. At least I hope they will. Uh, next week's show, the first Raw of 2019, actually looks interesting. You've got the returns of Strowman, the returns of Lesnar. Obviously, they'll probably have a confrontation ahead of their match at the Rumble. You've got Ronda Rousey in a talking in-ring segment with Alexa Bliss, which mm, the moment of Bliss episodes haven't really been great, but hey, Rousey's in there, so it might be interesting. You've got Revival getting their tag team opportunity against Rude and Gable, I think think they might put the titles on revival wouldn't surprise me and um, hopefully the match will be a bit more over with the crowd than their tag team title match on raw last week you've got john cena back guys i think mcintyre might be confronting him next week but we'll see about that because i think cena is filming during the royal rumble so he might not actually he might not actually be on that royal rumble pay-per-view so maybe he has a quick match with mcintyre puts mcintyre over we will see so yeah, so I put a poll up on Twitter for your thoughts on the show. We do the scale of two ticks being the best, one tick second best, zero ticks pretty much means an average to bad show, and then minus ticks, which means an awful show. The poll results were 17% for two ticks, 40% for one tick, 24% for zero ticks, and 19% of you thought this was a terrible show with minus ticks. So, one tick is the winner. You're saying it was a good show, but not a great show. I'd possibly go along with that. Maybe a zero tick show for me, but some of you at least enjoyed the show. I'd say it was a good start to the show, but it sort of went downhill from there. So, yes, and next week on Raw, Strowman's back, Lesnar's back, Cena's back. So, it should be a really interesting first Raw of 2019. Right, next, we had the first SmackDown of 2019. 
even though this was taped in 2018, so everyone in the crowd is there pretending it's the first Smackdown of 2019, but really, this was filmed on the last weekend of 2018. I thought the Pittsburgh crowd were quite quiet, really, throughout this show. But anyway, so I'm sat down watching it, I'm excited, it's the first Smackdown of the new year, and what happens? The New Day's music hits. They come out dressed as idiots, biggies dressed as a big giant baby. You know, I used to love the New Day. During, I think it was 2015, the end of 2015, start of 2016, they were the best act. They were great heels, they were brilliant, but it's 2019 now, do you know what I mean? This is three, four years ago. The act has gone on far too long. I am sick of this New Day act. I'm sick of the pancakes, I'm sick of the stupid jokes. The great in ring, I enjoy the tag matches, do you know what I mean? But all the rest of the stuff, the commentary, the pancakes, it's annoying right now. As soon as I hear the music, I just think, oh, go away. Can't be doing with it. Seriously, I can't. They're going to split them up this year, they've got to. But they're probably selling merchandise, so who knows? But I am sick of the new day. I feel bad saying that because I like them all individually, but I'm sick of this stupid gimmick. I think Xavier Woods is that talented. He should possibly be maybe where Mustafa Ali is right now. You can have Biggie in the main event, sing Kofi, I can take or leave, but do you know what I mean? This together, they're just too much. I'm sick of it. Maybe put them on Raw. Do you know what I mean? At least it'll brighten up that dull show, but... On SmackDown, I just don't have time for it. And to start off the year with the new day, I was thinking, what am I doing watching this? But hey, it leads into a Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy match. The winner of this match will advance into the Fatal Five Way number one contenders match between AJ, Ray, Orton, and Ali later on. With the winner facing Brian at the Rumble. So Joe wins via Colkina Clutch to advance to that match. It was an alright match. I can't really say anything else about that. It was alright. Do you know what I mean? But Jeff Hardy. Uh, he's just there, in he, at the moment, not really doing much. And Joel, Joel could have done with a win. He always seems to lose feuds, so it looks like he's won this one with Jeff Hardy. I'd like to see, Joel, I was thinking about this, maybe go with an Ali Samoa Joe program. <laughs> sorry about that. <coughs> yeah, so go with a Mustafa Ali, sorry, it's full of a cold. Mustafa Ali Samoa Joe program. You know what I mean? I think Joel's got good promo work. He can get the best out of Ali from that aspect, and the two would probably have great matches in the ring. It sort of elevates Ali, just like you've been doing for the last three or four weeks, that he's here in the upper mid-card slash main event scene. Have him go over Joe. Everyone goes over Joe. So Joe, he's shown he can recover from a loss. So have Ali go over Joe. I'd like to see that feud match bucket. Um, next, we had a backstage segment where it recapped AJ beating down Vince McMahon last week. Um, and AJ just strolls into the office with Shane and Vince. It was a nice little segment. It made me laugh that Vince is chuffed that he's brought out the real AJ Styles, as he said. As we all know, in legitimately, Vince loves AJ Styles. He said a few years ago that one of his biggest regrets in wrestling was not signing AJ 10 years ago because AJ's been brilliant for WWE these last few years. He's really, he's pretty much one of the top, he's the top babyface in the company, I think now Reigns has gone. But, yeah, so, you can tell Vince loves AJ, and he's, I like how they're using Vince to sort of get involved with this AJ, Daniel Bryan feud, he's sort of stirring the pot, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think Vince, Vince, he does my head in with his booking, he's a good on-screen character, the show feels more important, it feels bigger when he's there, so, I'm fine with him being in these segments, backstage, even in the ring, do you know what I mean, use Vince to build up the matches, he's there at the shows every week, so why not have him on TV? 
Um, next, we had a good segment with Rusev coming out celebrating his US Championship win last week on SmackDown. That was a great feel-good moment, wasn't it? Rusev winning the title on his birthday on Christmas. Was it Christmas Day? Do you know what I mean? Brilliant stuff. Um, so he's cutting a babyface promo about Rusev Day USA. He's trying to get the Rusev Day USA chance going when Nakamura attacks him from behind. Rusev kicks Nakamura, who lands on Lana, I believe. Yeah, he lands on Lana. So Rusev's all worried about Lana and Nakamura. The brutal man that he is hits the Kinshasa on Rusev from behind. It was a great quick five to six minute in-ring segment. You know what I mean? You didn't need 10 minutes of talking, 15 minutes of talking like you get on Raw. Just have them go out there. Bam, bam, bam. Get your point across. Nakamura attacks him in five minutes. They built the Rusev Nakamura feud, and it made you want to see this match. Hopefully, they put it on the Rumble show as these two have had three to four really good matches. I think they had the match on pay per view last March before WrestleMania, that was good. They had the match on Crown Jewel pre show, which was the best match on the Crown Jewel show, and they had a really good main event last week on SmackDown. So, yeah, put this match on at the Royal Rumble, maybe have it open the show. So, yeah, good segment. Next, which was my favourite part of the show, and it's John Cena slash Mark Wahlberg, who is out there, he's making his return on SmackDown, comes out, he gets a decent pop, it's a weird crowd I thought, they were, I think because they edit the reactions, they, they sort of like mute down the reactions, it just didn't seem like your normal Cena reaction, Cena comes out, he says he knows what happens at this part, a man will come down here, he'll talk shit about him, how he looks old, how Nikki Bella got rid of him, but instead of a man, we get the man. Becky Lynch walks out. She's just a star at the moment. She's the number one. She's the number one guy slash girl in the WWE company at the moment. She is so over. Um, and it was really good they put Becky in this spot. It was great to see Becky and Cena interact. It's a shame, do you know what I mean, that we can't see them go one-on-one. -on -one. If this was in the indies, we'd be seeing Becky and Cena main event in a show. But I'm not sure how the WWE audience would react to that. But Becky, she says she'll drop Cena quicker, quicker than Nikki Bella did, which got a good reaction. So Becky's basically laying into Cena, saying she's the man now. She's replaced him, which I thought was brilliant because she has really, hasn't she? But yeah, this was really good stuff. Uh, Almaz and Selena Vega interrupt and we get a tag team match with Cena and Becky Lynch teaming. Whoever thought we'd see that against Zelina and Almas. It wasn't the best technical match, obviously, but with the dynamics of the match, it was a match you couldn't really take your eyes off. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed this. You have Becky still. I love the fact that Becky's the top babyface at the moment, but she's not being your typical babyface, slapping hands with the crowd, all that stuff. She is the heel Becky Lynch who's playing the babyface, and I love it that WWE are doing that, because that's something they have not done in years before this, so if a heel turns face, they'll just completely change, but no, Becky's still got a heel character, but she's the number one babyface, and I know people don't like the comparisons, but we can compare that to someone else, and he's a bald head rattlesnake. <laughs> So anyway, so, so kudos to WWE for doing this. It was great. It was about a 25-minute, half-an-hour segment. It was great stuff. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, obviously, the spots where Becky's throwing Cena out of the ring after the match when Becky makes Selena tap with the disarmer. 
Cena goes to shake a hand, but instead she does the you can't see me to Cena, which was great, and it was just brilliant. I love this. Great interaction, great stuff. It solidifies Becky as the top star even further, and I'm convinced they're going with this Ronda-Becky match at Mania. They've got to go with it. Just go with it. We don't need the triple threat match. We don't need anything else. Just give us Ronda versus Becky at one side, Oscar versus Charlotte. Two huge title matches at WrestleMania from the women. It'd be brilliant. Just go that route. Oh, sorry about this. I'm completely full of a cold. But yeah, so we really enjoyed the Becky Cena stuff. Um, we had a backstage segment with Triple H congratulating Oscar, who she asked who she thinks is deserving for the title shot. And Carmella, Charlotte, and Becky appear, put their case forward. Obviously, these three had the triple threat match, which resulted in the Becky original heel turn back at SummerSlam. Hopefully they book a triple threat match for the number one contendership. This time I think that would be a really good match maybe for next week. But I don't really want to see Becky lose. But I, th- I don't know what they're going to do really with this. Are they going to go with Oscar? Obviously they, they announced Oscar versus Becky two weeks ago. Um, a main event or something like that. And then they cancelled the match and backtracked out of it. So it's probably not going to be Oscar against Becky. I don't know. Maybe... I'd say I think they should save Oscar Charlotte for WrestleMania if they're going that way, but I think they might do Oscar Charlotte on this show, but I think Charlotte and Becky should be the last two in the Rumble, so maybe just go with Carmella to fulfil her. I don't know, I don't know, but we'll see. But maybe they won't even have a women's title match at the Rumble, they might do it on SmackDown. But anyway, we'll see about that in the coming weeks. Next, we had... Well, we did. It wasn't next, but I'm going to talk about that next as I've pretty much rushed through this show as I am back to work today, first day back. So I can't really spend too long talking about it. But Mysterio versus AJ versus Orton versus Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali, number one contenders match. The winner faces Daniel Bryan in Phoenix at the Rumble. I love how they've repeatedly given Ali these main event matches. That is how you get someone over. All the, it makes me laugh, all these stars that have come from NXT, think how they've booked them. They've made them come into WWE from NXT as a main eventer, and they've made them start from the bottom. And then you get a guy who was really not doing much. He was in 205 Live, and they've booked him how they should have booked these NXT stars. He's straight into the main event. He's beating the WWE champion. He's competing in these matches. That is how you get someone over, and I love it. Mustafa Ali's great, so he deserves this. He's really earned this. With... A couple of years in 205 Live. He had a great match with Neville at Raw in Orlando two years ago, which was ruined by beach balls. But yeah, he really deserves this. So I so say that's how you get someone over. Mustafa Ali is over, which he, he was more over on the main roster than he was on 205 Live because no one really reacts to 205 Live matches, do they? Well, some do maybe, I suppose. But anyway, that's how you get someone over. Well done, WWE. You've got Ali over. As I say, the match, it was really entertaining. Sprint-style match, as you get with these five-man matches. It was got right. It was good. It was fine for a TV main event. Um, AJ Styles wins with sort of a botched 450 on Randy Orton. Um, And that's it. Royal Rumble. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan at the stadium in Phoenix. And we should get another classic. They had a great match at the TLC show. AJ Styles, Brian, do you know what I mean? It sells itself. They've actually got a decent feud going on. And I'm sure they'll have another great match at the Royal Rumble show. So interesting, AJ got the pin on Orton, I think. Uh, you're guessing if you like skipping ahead. You think Brian's probably going to retain against AJ, could be wrong. 
and then Orton, I think Orton will start his feud with AJ, and I think that'll be the WrestleMania match, AJ Styles, Orton, the question just is, is it going to be for the title or not? Because I can't see him doing anything else, they've got to do AJ Orton, I mean, it's a WrestleMania type match, we saw, they had a match just before, WrestleMania 33 on SmackDown, and that was a great match, great match it was, I think it was a number one contenders match, they had a great match where AJ, AJ faked to go for the same 450 he hit tonight, and Orton went for the RKO at the same time, but AJ stopped. I'm not explaining it well, but go and check that out. It was good. So these two will have a great match at WrestleMania. If That's just me speculating, but hopefully that's what they should do. So yeah, so it's official. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. Should be great. So that's it. SmackDown, it was a good show. It wasn't... It wasn't spectacular, but I say I love the Cena Becky Lynch stuff. We had a nice little segment with Rusev and Nakamura, and we had a decent main event. So in a two-hour TV show, that's pretty much all you can ask for. I've not put the poll up yet as I'm recording this. Pretty much straight after SmackDown. Um, sorry, full of a cold. So yeah, it was a it was a good show. I'd probably give this a one-tick show. I've not put the poll up as I said, but yeah, a one-tick show for me. So. Yeah, so that's it. So with the first SmackDown of 2019 is done, it was, t as I say, both of these shows were recorded last year, but the same it was this year. But I think we'll get a lot more storyline advancement on Raw and SmackDown next week as they're the first live shows back after the holidays. We've sort of just been like run-of-the-mill shows with good matches these last few weeks, whereas this is going to be more storyline-driven on Monday and Tuesday. So check that out. We will be reviewing Raw and SmackDown next week in further detail. Um, I mean, that's it for the show, really. Obviously, this, it's been a bit of a dodgy period. For Obviously, we're only a few months old, the podcast. I've just moved house, so trying to get podcasts recorded and out there has been a bit of a tough job, but managed to just do a little bit of a quick podcast here. We've reviewed Raw, we've reviewed SmackDown, we've spoke about All Elite Wrestling, we've previewed the Wrestle Kingdom show on Friday. So, yeah, so that's it. That's the show. Be sure to join us on Friday. As I've said earlier in the show, we will be posting a full review of Wrestle Kingdom within hours after that huge Tokyo Dome show. Make sure you check that out on Twitter. It's at WrestleNewsPAPR. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It would really help. Follow us on Podbean. Download the shows. Comment us on Twitter. Give us some feedback. We'll be back on Friday after Wrestle Kingdom 13. First wrestling newspaper podcast of 2019 is over i hope you've enjoyed the show we'll be back on friday see you later